I'm hey. Hi. <laughs> so we are recording already, I guess. So we're jumping. Oh, okay. We're jumping right into things. Can you hear me okay? okay. I can hear you. How about me? Yep, I can hear you fine too. So, um, what was our what is our topic going to be today again? Are we going to talk about no contact? Um, yeah, okay. yeah. Let's heck yeah. Take yourself out of rotation. <laughs> no contact. <laughs> the spinning record rotation. Of right. Take yourself out of rotation. Go no contact. But it means so much more than that, right? So, yeah, you want to give some thought? Well, I just think that it is really the end all of the narcissistic relationship. It is the only way that you can go unless, you know, you absolutely have to have contact with the, this uh, individual or these individuals, you know. And that would be a further episode or another episode, I think, of Grey Rock. But I think that... It is so important and critical for people to understand that no contact, you have to be out of it to really process it. I mean, bottom line. And, and actually, Aaron helped to make me understand that. You know, I thought that at one point with the, in the um, romantic narcissistic relationship that I was in, that once the relationship had ended, that we could go um, back to being friends. So it's not possible, and you, there's no way to deal. Uh, there's no happy ending, I guess, with the narcissist. So yeah, it's really hard. It's really difficult for people. I went through that with you, where it to you, the thought of cutting somebody out of your life just hurt your soul so much. You couldn't. You're like, I've never done that to another human. That's not me. I wouldn't do that. Yes, exactly how I still feel. Mm-hmm. Yup. Well, no contact is the only way. And I don't even think it's just the end all. I think it's, I think it's an important step in, in actually, you're never really going to heal until you're no contact. You're never going to heal with them um, or from them until you are. And you don't realize that when you're in it, you don't realize it till you're out of it. They call it, um, they call it the fog that you're in a fog. Well, I mean, truly, you are, and I just want to say, I am July 2019, no contact. Yay. Yeah, right? That's awesome. <laughs> and then, and I, yeah, I'm proud of you. Yep. And I did that when I was at your house, in your state, with you, visiting you. Um, and... And I actually went no contact, which is which is going to sound really weird and bad to some people with my ex-husband who, with whom I have minor children um, in November of 2019. And not going to say that it hasn't been hard on the kids, but it wouldn't have been any easier if I hadn't. So um, no contact. All right. Well, take yourself out of rotation is literally what it's about. Because once you understand what a narcissist is and what they're doing, you no longer will have anything to do with them. You won't you won't 
converse with them. You won't try to understand them or try to influence them or tell them how you're feeling in hopes that they're going to care or listen. All they're going to do is use everything against you. So no contact is so important. Now, you you and I both had situations where we went no contact, but to help us out in that, to keep us from fall, from from letting our heads get the best of us and falling back into it, it kind of helped to see them going down the same path over and over again. And that's not true no contact when you still know what's going on with them. Um, you have to make that decision to be no contact and you have to stick by it. And I remember a day when I called you and I said, I'm telling you right now, I'm never going to give him another breath ever again. And if I call you and say that I want to message him or call him or stop by, don't let me. Yeah, I remember that. And I also remember thinking how foreign that sounded to me. Because even though I was, I believe, no contact at that time myself, I guess I didn't realize (laughs) it was different. I mean, I have been no contact now uh, two different times. And the first time I think was about uh, six months long. And then now I'm going over 10 months. But the first no contact... I don't think I really was even thinking that I would just never speak to him. That it was forever. Yeah, that exactly. Mm -hmm. And so now the second time around it, the, the, just the atrocities of what transpired during, well, okay. So I think we should talk about the, just how to keep no contact and, different ways that they can trick you into contact again too <laughs> because that is so common with them to yeah you mean like a year later a little message of i still love you i don't know how to stop loving you or just a merry christmas or just a hey I was just thinking about you or talking, talking to somebody about you the other day. Wonder how you're doing. You know, I hope things are going well. Um, any of those. Or I they, seem, they seem so benign. <laughs> um, if you're talking about a grandma, it might be, you know, hey, grandpa's sick. We need you. If you're talking about a parent, I mean, it can come in all forms, but it's just benign, normal things that normal, caring people would do. But it's going to draw you back in. Well, and the important part there is that they're not benign, normal people that you're dealing no, with. No, they are. <laughs> yeah. So you get, you. I mean, it's hard to comprehend that. And that's another topic that I think we'll talk about at some point. I know we'll talk about at some point. And that's you have to commit to no contact because there are going to be temptations and there are going to be situations. Unless you happen to live in two different countries and don't know any of the same people and have no children together and no ties whatsoever, and you can block them on all fronts, there's going to be situations. You have to commit to it. 
Right. Well, don't you think, though, that you can be no contact and still not in the radical acceptance stage of things, though, too, Erin? I think it's important that we talk about that and differentiating that. Cause... I don't think you get to radical acceptance if you aren't no contact. Right. Yeah. And I think once you do get to radical acceptance, you will be no contact. Yes. yes. <laughs> because yeah. once you do understand and get to that point, um, I have a I have we have a shared dear friend. I was going to say, I have a dear friend who is still living with a narcissist. I think you may know who I'm talking about, who says to me, don't you see like how much progress I'm making, how much I'm realizing, how much I'm seeing? Um, I do, but you have no idea how much more you have yet to see and process. And you won't until you get out. Mm -hmm. You yeah. won't until you're away. The healing can't start, you know, and this is okay. So little shaman, it's time to bring her up. Um, I'll talk about her a lot because I got a lot of my insight and education from her. She really helped me a lot. A YouTuber. And little me shaman. as well. I love little yep. shaman. She is and she used an analogy that's perfect, especially when you're out of it and you look back and you see it's truly what it was. And she talked about it being like a tornado when you're in a tornado not that many of us have lived through a real tornado tearing our house down, but when you're in a tornado, you're not thinking about everything clearly. It's only afterwards when everything's calmed down and it's over that you can look and see the aftermath yes. of that tornado. And that's what it's like when you're with a narcissist. And that is why it took me almost well over well over a year after going no contact with one to even be able to process and deal with and come to terms with in a healthy way all of the things that happened during that relationship so the longer i would have stayed with him the longer that would have taken me and you're still processing things right well, I mean, still, it's getting things will come up from time to time yeah <laughs> I know. And so it's just like no contact is no contact. I mean, there's no in-betweens here with that uh, here, folks. Um, if you get a message from someone on Facebook or other social media, no contact means you don't respond. Actually, no contact usually means you already have them blocked, so they're not able to be contacting. That is like if you're serious about healing you need to be blocking them in every which avenue that you can and i know at one point when i was in a stage of no contact i guess i just well i was something else was going on in my life that i really couldn't process what was going on <laughs> with the narcissist okay so the timing i guess couldn't have been like more perfect for in Aaron, you know about the situation that was going on in my life, and it was a situation mm -hmm. that took a higher precedence. That was way more important than you or the narcissist. Absolutely, right. yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that that is necessarily common, but I think that it can happen with people that, like maybe a, ma a major health issue comes up with yourself or someone in your family or something, and that was what had happened with me. And it really, I mean, I had just gone through a discard with the narcissist where he had, yep. you know, and actually had time to even process that pain. That was a nasty one too. Yeah, yes. 
that was a nasty discard and that was the final discard. And so I had to go, well, I had decided when that happened that I was never going to speak to him again, but it really like with what I had been going through personally, it had distracted so much from that whole experience that I didn't even have time to process it. So now that things have calmed down with my own personal life and what had happened to me, I'm starting to now really process the whole final discard. And this is, so this is 10 months later, we're going on about 10 months, no contact. And, and things are coming up and you're starting to deal with in a healthy way, in a normal human way, the things that your brain and your, your heart and mind and soul weren't able to deal with that were going on constantly and consistently in that relationship. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, when I, I, I know speaking for myself, I, I was so manipulated in the relationship I was in that there was no way that I could be processing things normally because every time I would start to process something, something else would come up that was just pushing and shoving that under the rug again. That would put you on the defense and trying to figure that out and trying to love this person still, trying to hold this relationship together, trying to show them what you what you mean, trying to talk in a rational way yes. to them about what was going on, being gaslit constantly. Yep. Well, so, that's the thing. They feed off of you and they drain your energy as long as you are giving your energy to, to them. them. And it can be positive. When you're not in no contact. Positive yep, just or with negative. Your thoughts. Yep. Yep. Anything that you say and do, positive or negative, good or bad, and I've said this many times about my ex-husband, is used against me. It doesn't matter. Any contact that we have is used against me. Uh, so I had to finally cut him off completely from any knowledge of me or any, any of my attention to the things that he says and does. He's still doing nasty things to me to this day. They will continue cut off my attention so that he yeah. cannot feed off of, of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're too busy trying to, trying to, you know, putting energy into trying to deal with them that you don't have the time or energy to figure out it, you know, and defend yourself always in, in, in basically serve their needs that you don't have the time and energy to even see that you're dealing with a complete manipulation. Like you have to, you have to go no contact to heal. And, and I understand and appreciate the people because I was there once that are saying, well, I can see as a narcissist, I can see what he's doing. I can, well, you're still living in it. So you haven't completely seen what you're dealing with yet or you wouldn't be. But with yes. that said, no contact is hard. The trauma bond is hard. And I have had people say to me in in groups, um, which are super valuable, I would suggest getting in, in them if you're not. Um, I have had people say to me that they beat a heroin addiction and that was easier than, than going no contact and breaking a trauma bond with a narcissist. Mm. Yes. Yeah, because you, you're constantly searching for closure. You're searching for 
this normalcy with this human, they're not normal. Thanks for hitting on the closure uh, comment too, because it's very important to understand that you are never going to have normal closure with uh, with a narcissist. You're not going to have that heart to heart talk where you know, you think things are well and then you can move on with your life and on to other relationships, you know, that, that would be a normal breakup. So if you're, if you're looking for that closure, I learned the hard way. That's why I'm telling um, you guys this because there's no such thing as a, uh, as closure and saying your peace actively with mutual respect between, because even if that there it is impossible for them to do that and they oftentimes like what happened with me they will manipulate the situation because you have to remember control is king with them yeah closure is just used as a hook by them it's used as another tool to continue to hook you it's dangling out there you're never gonna get it and they know that you need it they don't understand it they're not gonna have closure it doesn't mean anything to them and they don't have they don't have any desire or need for it they're a narcissist and you have to start looking at them as that instead of the person you thought they were <laughs> well a normal person well with me too with the um closure i mean i thought in previous times going no contact that i really needed that closure i really needed to have the last word Humans crave closure. You want an understanding with someone that you loved for maybe your entire lifetime or two years or five years or eight years, two decades. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But that's not how, yeah, it's not how it goes. And you No, nope, they not. take your need for closure and they use it like everything else. And they use it as a way to keep you hooked and to feed more off of your emotions. Um. You have to go no contact to be healthy. Um, I used to think I could have contact and still handle it. Just like you were saying, so I can be friends with this person. I'm done with them. We're not going to have a romantic relationship. Doesn't work that way with a narcissist. No. Gray no rock contact. is the best you can do if you have to have contact, but no contact Just is, is the only way. Were they good friends for, <laughs> when you were in the relationship? Were they actually a good a good friend to you? Like, don't think that it's going to get better. No, yes. they know how to act like one at times when it serves their purpose. That's it. Right. They know how to act like one. Yeah, it's not going to be pleasant to be in a friendship with a narcissist. I tried that for a year and a half mm-hmm. after and... I'll tell you, you know, like they're going to get what they want out of you. So for me, it was emotional support and a mommy system. There is, you know, something to be said about what they want out of you and what they use different supplies for. Now, I had realized in this last, before the final discard, exactly what my role was with him and I mean, it can switch up too. Like it, sometimes it isn't just that one role, but it's whatever role. serves their purpose at that moment. Yes, my ul- with my, anyone. Yep. Yeah, my ultimate role though was emotional support with the narcissist. He has a a sadistic side to him, and 
there was different stuff that he was getting from other women sexually, I had found out. And I just, I couldn't tolerate it anymore. And I, I mean, as much as pain as I went through with my experience, I'm still grateful for it. But no, I will never, when I say, when Erin said that she will never utter another breath to her, uh, this narcissist she was with, I will also never utter another breath to him again. Nope, that's it. And there was a point in time and there was a day shortly before I said that when I couldn't imagine never talking to him, him again. I couldn't imagine you know, a scenario where he was in pain or hurting or, or passed away and, and not showing up to his funeral. And it only, once you go no contact and give that time, you, you'll get to a point where you, you, you know, you want nothing to do with them ever again. You have to go through phases where you're ashamed that you ever had any contact with them. You have to forgive yourself for, for staying in that and caring as much as you did. You have to, you know, go through a bunch of phases before you feel okay again. But no never happen unless you go no contact. With that being said, too, it's like <laughs> the if you're still in contact with them, you still have that you still have ties. There's still ties. And it doesn't matter, like, what you think that those ties are and where your actual, like, boundaries are. It's, it's, your boundaries are going to get overran no matter what, in any form or regard of life. Well, yeah, because you're being fed off of emotionally. You're being gaslit, projected upon, used. You're, you're still in the manipulation if you're still in contact with them, period. Yeah. You're still giving your energy to it. Yes, yes. You're well, still in it. The thing is, is that, like you mentioned before, that emotional vampire, I love that. Because it literally, they will drain your soul. I, 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 I've always felt that I've been like a, a loving and, and positive person my entire life. And dealing with the individual that I dealt with was so draining on me and... I wasn't the same person. I was starting to lose myself. And Erin, you and I have both talked to this. You lose sight of your own emotions. You lose sight of your own feelings, of your own self. You you do. You begin to. They suck it all out of you. You lose yourself to a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Yes. They do. They really do. They suck it out of you. And you can't, and the, and that's, this is why no contact, and they did it to you. They did it to me. We've gotten out. We've seen it all with, with crystal clear eyes, and we've come back, and we'll struggle with it for the rest of our lives maybe, but we will never go down for a narcissist again. No, 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 we won't. Never. So- Erin, let's talk to them about some suggestions that we can have to keep them no contact. You mentioned being in a group and, you know, we're talking about like a social media, maybe support page for narcissistic abuse. Well, this is where it's funny because, okay, take you and me. I, with the narcissist that took me down to my knees, um, 
I I was um, when I met him, I was several several years out from a divorce with a diagnosed narcissist. I thought I knew what a narcissist was. Um, you had been with one at least also and we're even trying to write a book yourself you felt fairly educated about narcissism and what a narcissist was when you got involved with this last one so this is where you know you have these people that are still in relationships like a couple of our dear friends that are still in relationships with these people that are saying no i get it i i get it i understand them i know what's going on i'm choosing to stay for this reason and that reason and the other reason and you just know that they're not quite there yet they they haven't gotten to that radical acceptance what helped me do that was the group that i met you in it was you it was your friendship, your understanding, your standing by me through all listening to me, bouncing stuff off of me, and sharing your experiences. Um, it was you. It was really me having to pick myself up off the floor. Literally. Yeah. In my living give room. Yourself credit because you have given me strength in 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 things yep. that I was behind you in so definitely give yourself and ahead of me in just find that friend find those people it was in that it was in a group it was in an online group where we where we actually found each other and found a lot of friends that we have to this day um it wasn't one of these big massive twenty thousand member narcissists let's bash on our exes groups it was it was a true group for for dealing with actual narcissistic personality disorder where people understood you and you didn't feel alone um i got a puppy and i'm telling you <laughs> I, I've never been an animal owner, a pet owner in my life. And I got a puppy and I love him. And I needed some, I needed that love. I needed that love to be able to give and get back that unconditional love because I know I have it. I was just giving it to the wrong place. And that really helped heal me. And I know you gosh over, you gosh over your pets. You absolutely yeah. So that helped me a lot. Little Shaman, but you know that she's not for everyone on YouTube. Find a YouTuber, educate yourself, listen and educate yourself and continue to constantly educate yourself. Something brought you searching for answers. Something brought you searching for answers. You know something isn't right. So listen and continue to. And when I would question myself, I would go to bed and listen to four or five episodes of Little Shaman uh, and hit a couple of other people and just keep reinforcing what I knew to be true and keep reinforcing it. But it wasn't easy. It was painful. It's not easy. Yeah, we're not going to sit here and tell you that no contact is just easy breezy. I mean, I guess for me now, it's just I can't imagine contacting him about anything. We have That's what happens. That's the end result. Yes. But it took a lot to get there. It took, a, I mean, Aaron knows. I, I cried. I cried a lot. I, I cried a lot when I was in the relationship. And I cried a lot um, afterwards. 
when in discard phases. So I, I know the pain and I, by any means, we don't want to just act like this is easy to go no contact, but it's going to be very painful. It's going to be- We're just telling painful. you as people on the other side that <laughs> we've been through it all and we're telling you no contact is the only way. That is what your goal needs to be. It yes. needs to be. There's no other way. That That is what uh, Aaron and I have, have, we've come to the conclusion. There is no other way. It's not that in 10 years from now, you can just let time pass. And if they contact you, no, these people do not change. They will never change. Um, and you, you have to make a lifelong commitment to this. But ultimately, you don't have to worry about 10 years from now. Um, because once you get out and get and and get that that radical acceptance, that understanding, and you get past it, and you break that trauma bond, you get through that soul murder, soul crushing pain. Once you once you go through that, you don't want to go back. You don't want to talk to them anymore. And at one point in time, that seemed impossible to me. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine a tomorrow or a future without him. Um, and now I'm not worried about if he contacts me tomorrow or next year or on my birthday or 10 years from now, because I don't care. I don't want anything to do with him and I will never have anything to do with him again. Yeah. And the only way I got there was no contact. Well, and, and when you're in no contact, like we touched on before, you're going to be lots of, lots of stuff. The stuff that you're going yeah, you to be best about, friend. Gonna be like you're gonna be really sad and angry about what you're processing. It's not going to be delightful memories of them for the most part. You're gonna to feel you down on yourself too and feel you're gonna feel ashamed that you you're gonna be shocked and ashamed of yourself for being in that scenario and putting up with it and and um and you can't you have to love yourself through it. You are manipulated. There's a lot of things that go on um with your brain in these manipulations, um, look up cults, search cults, see what happens to people. Very good, smart, intelligent people, loving people. Um, you can't get down on yourself, but there is a period of processing that is painful. And that only happens after you go no contact. So it's just like quitting a drug. It's just like quitting smoking. It's just like quitting anything. It's not like, you decide to quit and then everything gets better. No, you have to deal with the aftermath of that tornado. Yeah. Definitely a ugly aftermath. I mean, it doesn't. It, it, okay. Let me just put it like this. It, life is more beautiful when you're outside of outside relationship with them. It really is. But wait, it is beautiful. It is a brighter. It is like a dark cloud gets lifted but it's still a it's still painful to get through and to see the beauty you really truly do have to process the pain you can't just i don't know i think that that's how i feel about a lot of things in life but especially in a narcissistic well the pain doesn't go away it's either a gaping wound that continues to hurt you and fester or you walk through it you feel it and you deal with it and it heals Yes. So it's a choice. It's not easy either way, but there's an end to it one way. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's why I say take yourself out of rotation. Once you realize they are a narcissist and you are literally a player in a part, it might not feel that way to you. You might be like, no, we really have a bond. We have a connection. They really do love me and care for me. I can't do this. It's going to hurt people. You can find any excuse in the book. When you realize they're a narcissist and you know that they are, take yourself out of their rotation. Yes, I I love that. that is, it's so it's it's not um you're you're nothing special to them, and it's painful. It's hard to hear that. Um, yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? You can even sit there and look back and say, well, I was the best thing they ever had. You're still nothing special to them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, I see that sometimes and I've expressed that to you uh, on our group sometimes, Erin, the support groups that it's like the truth is going to be really ugly and and, and hard to bite with them. It it really is. And that is what leads to radical acceptance though. And it's not, the truth is not going to be pretty here. You guys, it's it's not. The truth of narcissism is. It is is. soul shattering because it's, it's so hard for us as normal loving empathetic human beings towards others to understand wrap our heads around the fact that there's actually a subhuman group of people out there that don't um feel empathy for other people and yeah their inner landscape is different from ours they're not feeling no matter how they act like oh i need you back i love you i miss you i need you i can't live without you whatever they don't feel the same way we do on the inside. No. It's a feeding. And they only care about getting what they need and want from anyone in the moment that they need and want it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And we'll get into that more in another podcast about supply. Um, Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Another, another topic that's going to be icky, kind of icky, but very in, informative. Um, no contact, though. We wanted to get that uh, this out there right away. And we might, we might even Just, do some more no contact episodes and dive Absolutely. In. But it's a goal. It's the goal. Even, even if it might feel impossible, it's the goal. Yes. It's yes. the goal. And you'll find anybody who's been through this say that to you. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. the absolute, it's the absolute goal. There's a lot of reasons why. And you'll understand those as you go through the process. But you'll have to forgive yourself for all the time that you spent in contact. And let's just, you know, say, let's not make it another day you have to forgive yourself for. Right. Yes. Very important to know that. And do it. Don't feel that you're uh, always or like that you're if you do have no contact and you screw up and have contact. Don't think that that's just it in that you can't come back from that. We're all human. And no, that's that's normal. <laughs> that would make you normal. That would make you a normal human being. Yes. And everybody have, does that. Everybody does that. Be a new day. 
and I mean, I've, I've had no contact that has been, I've broken no contact and I felt really bad about it. And I was really just completely like, I, I don't know. I've got a best friend in Erin that knows that exactly what I was going through. Like I really strongly suggest getting a really great buddy system because it's going to, especially somebody that is almost like, I don't know, like big brother, like sister kind of support where it's like they understand narcissism. If you can find that, that is awesome. Like somebody that's going through the same thing that you are or has before, like it's going to be, it's going to be so amazing for your, for your healing. Cause I know that I felt a lot of times like alone in, in my healing. Others couldn't, you know what I mean, Aaron? Yep, exactly. Like I, I seriously, I've said this to you so many times. Like I don't know how this would have gone without you. Seriously, I don't. I don't know how it would have gone without you. I don't know where I would be right now. I know I wouldn't have continued on with him like now, but how many years would I have wasted um, that I'd have to still recover from and forgive myself from and and heal from? how many years would my kids have had to, to, to heal from that? I mean, it just, you can't, yes, get a, get that buddy. If you find somebody, meet people. I have beautiful friends. My most beautiful friends are victims of narcissistic abuse. And I know we don't like the word victims because we're not victims, but we were, you know, this happened to us and some of my most beautiful friends and they were the most sparkliest people I've ever met. <laughs> they're, they're the most loving, most honest, um, uh, most self-confident, um, people I've, people I know I have in my life. And it's because we've been through this hell and back. Well, narcissists don't choose losers. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they want the best of the best. And, you know, gosh darn it, uh, you are, you know, and we'll get into that more later, too. And there, that's a lot, there's a lot of mirroring going on with narcissists. (laughs) In fact, that's all they do. Yeah, they want the good stuff. Yeah. The vulnerabilities they search for are not necessarily vulnerabilities at all. They're really loving, open people. And people who really care and have that ability to love and care. And some people can look at that as no boundaries and no self-respect or whatever. Well, that's how you end up. Yes. But that's not how I started out. Yes. So that's not how I started out. No, no. They they look for different things in different people too. So we'll, (laughs) that's, that's clear. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, a great talk, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, drive safe, have fun tonight, and I'm just gonna end with saying, take yourself out of rotation. Yes, I love that. I love that, Aaron. Yep, no contact is the final, the final, the goal, the final goal. So just keep that. Then healing starts. Yes, absolutely. Well, love you, Aaron. Thank you, and we will be meet up again with you guys soon. Love you. Love you too.